A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The the disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Then Jesus entered Jerusalem. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. God, we pray that as we look at this familiar passage, a passage that we look at each and every Palm Sunday, we ask that you would give us a fresh hearing of the events that took place so long ago. And help us to understand what that means for us today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are a parent or you have young children in your life in some way, you will know that there is a certain lesson that has to be taught over and over and over again. And that is the difference between needs and wants. So you're going to hear your child say that they need their favorite blanket. They need a bowl of ice cream. They need that new video game. They need to go out with their friends. And we will be quick to tell them, well, not actually. You don't really need that bowl of ice cream. You don't really need that new video game. You want the ice cream. You want the video game, but you don't need it. And we will teach that over and over and over again. And will the children ever understand? Probably not. In fact, to be fair, as adults, have we fully understood what this means? Uh, We might agree with it in principle, but what is it that we absolutely need that we just can't get away without? And that would be simple as we need air to breathe. We need food and water to consume. We need shelter to protect us. Do we need anything else? Is anything else beyond that just a want? Yet you will hear adults say, I need a cup of coffee, or I really need a vacation. And I've said both of those things numerous times. So we do understand needs as being a little bit more than that. And actually, Abraham Maslow, in his famous uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs that he published in 1943, looked at that. And 
those things that we identified as needs, he included under the category of basic needs. But he also understood that there were other needs. The basic needs might be at the bottom of the pyramid, but above that, you're going to have psychological needs, and then you're going to have self-fulfillment needs above that. And so he understood that needs are not necessarily limited to that which is absolutely required for survival. Now, why am I bringing this up? And especially why am I bringing this up on Palm Sunday of all things? Well, when we look at the events of Palm Sunday, we automatically think about Jesus on that donkey riding into Jerusalem. But where did he get the donkey? Where did the donkey come from? Well, the passage that we read gives us the backstory. Uh, we're told that Jesus sent a couple of his disciples to go into a certain village, and there there would be a donkey, and if anyone was to ask, the disciples were to say, the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. Now, as responsible parents, if we happen to have been there and the disciples came and said, the Lord needs this donkey, would we respond by saying, now, did Jesus really need that? Don't you mean that he wants the donkey? He doesn't really need the donkey. He could walk, you know, and yet we wouldn't say that because Jesus apparently needed the donkey. So we need to reflect a little bit deeper as to what this means when Jesus needs something, and that will help to shape what our Christian life is going to look like. So let's be pretty pragmatic when we look at this triumphal entry of Jesus's entry into Jerusalem. What is it that absolutely was required? Well, Jesus needed to be physically in Jerusalem because that is where he was planned to have his crucifixion, where he would pay the penalty for our sins, that he would die for us so that we can have forgiveness, we can be adopted into God's family, we can receive eternal life. All of those things happen through the crucifixion that is going to take place in Jerusalem. So that's all that is required. Did Jesus need to come in on a donkey? Could he have just walked in? Yeah, sure, he could have done it that way. Did Jesus need to have the disciples there with him? Not really. It was going to be Jesus who was going to die on the cross. Did Jesus need the crowds there? No, not at all, actually. He could have just snuck right into Jerusalem without anyone knowing and still die on the cross and still pay the penalty for our sins. So Jesus didn't need any of those things, and yet he seems to have wanted to use them. So let's go back and look at those things again. Uh, he, see, he sends the disciples into that village and says uh, to tell the owner, the Lord needs the donkey. Okay, how does he need the donkey? He doesn't need it because it's the only way that he can get into Jerusalem. Rather, he needs it because it is a fulfillment of prophecy that it is sending a spiritual message that Jesus entering into Jerusalem in this way shows that this is a part of what God had planned. So he could have done it without, but for some reason it was important for Jesus to do it in this way. Well, what about the disciples? 
Now, technically, Jesus never needed any of the disciples, not just in this particular story, but anywhere in his ministry. He really could have done everything without them, and he could have done it better. And yet, Jesus, very early in his ministry, he calls 12 disciples, and we're told that there was uh, many more disciples than that in the, in the larger circle, circle of disciples. And yet, Jesus chooses to use them to uh, allow them to participate in ministry, even though he could have done it all himself. Why did he do that? Because Jesus valued the inclusion of the disciples in the ministry and what would take place after his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. So did Jesus need them or not? Well, a little bit of both. What about the crowds? Did Jesus need the crowds? No, not really. He didn't need the crowds, and yet it was important for them to be there because they were shouting, Hosanna! They were proclaiming him king, even though they really didn't understand what it meant for him to be a king, that he was going into Jerusalem not to receive a crown of gold, but to receive a crown of thorns. He was going into Jerusalem not to be lifted up on a human throne, but to be lifted up on a Roman cross. It was important for Jesus to be with that crowd, for them to participate in this. He could have done it without them, but it was important for Jesus to do that. So in that way, Jesus needed them to be there and to participate. Their inclusion in all of these events were important to Jesus, and in that way, Jesus did need them. So the question we have to ask ourselves now as a church in the 21st century is, does God need us? Does he need us as the church, as, as people who are part of this local church, as those who are a part of the universal church? Does God need us? Well, the answer is no and yes. Uh, that's the, the complicated answer. So we're going to look at a little bit of what that means. So technically, no, God does not need us. He could do everything without us with no effort at all. Everything that we do as a church, uh, God does not require that of us. So uh, we worship, but unlike the pagan gods in ancient cultures, our God doesn't receive his power and his strength from the worship of his followers. Uh, God would exist no problem. He would not lose any strength. He would not be weakened without our worship. So God doesn't need our worship. Uh, what about evangelism, sharing the gospel, telling people about Jesus? Does God need us for that? Well, not really. The Holy Spirit could speak to people. In fact, there's plenty of evidence that God continues to do that. And I've heard many stories of uh, God speaking directly to people uh, without using a missionary or an evangelist or a church member or anyone else, that God has spoken to them through dreams and visions or whatever it may have been. So God doesn't need us to do that. What about charity and, and caring for the poor? Does God need us to do that? Well, not really. I mean, God can provide for people without the church. Uh, Jesus multiplied bread and fish. Uh, God could do the same thing for poor people today. He could multiply their food and miracu miraculously and, 
and just do uh, amazing things like that. So no, God doesn't really need us to do those things. And yet God chooses for us to do those things. He chooses to use us. So in that way, he needs us because it is important to who God is, that God does desire our worship. He wouldn't cease to exist without our worship, but it is important for us to be in relationship with God, and that takes place in worship. Uh, God chooses to use us to spread the kingdom of God and to show people that Jesus is real and is worth following. Uh, God chooses to do that. He values our participation in that. Uh, God wants us to care for the poor and to help those who are marginalized and all of those who are in need. He chooses to allow us to be that, to be those people, to participate in that ministry. So in another way, God does need us because it is so close to what he values and what his purposes are. They reflect who God is. Now, you may be listening to this and thinking, okay, this sounds a little bit dangerous. If we start talking that God needs us, that could put us into a, a dangerous place of some sinful pride, thinking I'm pretty special. Yeah, that's right. God needs me. Well, before we get too prideful, we need to remember where this is coming from. This is coming from the story where Jesus needed a donkey. And so uh, maybe Jesus needs us the way he needs a donkey. So let's not get too full of ourselves here. But at the same time, there is something special. There's something reassuring. If you feel like you have, uh, had, you have no value, there is no purpose in your life. In one sense, God does need you. He needs all of us. And that is something that can be very, very encouraging. Back in the triumphal entry, we see Jesus going into Jerusalem. And our focus is on Jesus, where it should be. Uh, what is important is that Jesus gets into Jerusalem, that he is crucified, and that we can receive salvation through his sacrifice. So we need to focus on Jesus but we also need to notice who else is present at that event. There is a donkey. Uh, Jesus didn't need the donkey, but Jesus chose to use the donkey. There are disciples. Jesus didn't need the disciples, not really, but he did need the disciples because it was valuable to him. It was important for him that the disciples be there. Uh, there was crowds that were present. And again, they weren't really needed, but in another way, they were needed. They were needed by Jesus because it fit with his plans for how things were going to play out on that day. And so there is a need for us to follow through with what God is calling us to do. God chose that donkey and those disciples and that crowd and God chooses to use us as well. And it is important for us to make ourselves available to God. Could God accomplish his purposes without us? Yes, he could. But on another level, he needs us because that is what God wants to do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would be with us as we reflect on what we have learned about the triumphal entry. 
and help us to see that even though you really don't need us, you do need us in another way. Uh, you need us because you value partnering with your creation. And so we thank you for the incredible honor of allowing us to participate in the spreading of your kingdom. We pray that we would be found faithful in all that you call us to. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.